You're holding your body. How badly were you hurt to the body in the first round? I just got to do number two. What if friends got together and talked as if they were professional fighters, yet with no fighting experience? Well, as Professor Chell Sonnen once said, You are welcome. This is my MMA podcast. Your winner by unanimous decision, the All-American Chris Whiteman! I can say you have the most knockouts in UFC heavyweight history, my yeah, friend. I take <laughs> well there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is time once again for fist bumps, high fives, and salutations. I would like to congratulate you all for accomplishing the most monumental task of making it through another week. So pull up your socks, strap up your boots, and take a big old step right into the always intriguing and never boring armchair pundit zone this week me and the boys will be tickling the ivories of your heart with the fantastical wit and wonder that can only be prescribed when conversing about the greatest sport known to man mixed martial arts right can you guys be a little more excited right now all right (laughs) get a little bit pumped right now yes it's mixed martial arts boys sorry i had to uh, sorry well i gotta apologize i (laughs) <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. All so. right. Woo! Now, just- the car is packed. We've boarded the Great Dane, and I got the station wagon tuned up last week. So grab some snacks, load the kids in the car, and get your playlist ready because it's time to fire up this road trip to the only place more magical than Wally World. That's right. Kids, we are headed to your favorite destination in the continental United States, better known as the most violent, family-friendly podcast on the internet. This is episode 31 of the My MMA Podcast, the Derek Lewis Tribute Edition, and you are the coolest kids in the cafeteria. The My MMA Podcast Nation, thank you all for being here. So, let's just get into it, guys. The UFC was back last weekend at the Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes. While some were touting this card as lackluster, Uncle Dana proved the world wrong again with only five of the 11 fights on the card going to decision. Mm -mm. Fan favorite and our hero, Derek Lewis, proved once again that not only he can carry a main event, he can also barely make it through two rounds of fighting before his IBS kicks in. (laughs) What helps you ask to that? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So what else happened? You ask, and I'm glad you did. We had Darren Stewart with a beautiful first round submission. Chris Weidman starting his comeback attempt by grinding out a three round decision and Benil and please correct me if I'm wrong here. And Benil Darius putting the smack down. (laughs) I know. I feel like Wes already wants to like make fun of me. Benil. Benil. Anyway, he put the smackdown on Scott Altman, <laughs> cleaning up a definitive TKO in four mm. minutes and 39 seconds of the first round. Booyah. If you guys saw that, please tell me you did. It was a thing of beauty. It was an absolute thing of beauty. Uh, absolute. Hey, if anybody didn't see the uh, the fights this weekend, you guys missed out. It, it, it was an absolute wonderful show. Anyway, on that note, let me introduce myself. I am Mr. Mark Allen David, your introductor extraordinaire. And with me, as always, is the creative juggernaut at this here show. His passion for MMA is fueled primarily by cherry syrup and chipotle burritos. But make no mistake, <laughs> his excessive <laughs> desire for carbohydrates and sugary drinks will never slow down his ability to work hard for his first 
true love. That's right, I'm talking about you, the fans, the My MMA Podcast Nation. So Wes, open up your heart, take a deep breath, and say hello to all your adoring fans, Mr. Wesley Edwards. Yes, hello, and Chipotle is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Well, I'm glad you asked. And speaking of ridiculously attractive and well-spoken gentlemen, I do believe it is time to raise the curtain and raise a glass to a man about town. He's delightfully devious, debonair, and has the voice so sultry. He is known as the Dalton Trumbo of Deep Gap, North Carolina. A trendsetter, a savant. He's got more nicknames than El Chapo. <laughs> He's an AK-47 in a world of Red Rider BB guns. So without further ado, slap that car in neutral, pull into the slow lane, and put your hands together for the coolest cat in Allegheny, DJ Trevor Owens. Come on. You know, you know, it's so funny. We, we're... We were going. Come on. We were going through. Yeah, thank you. We were going through Christmas pictures today, and my wife for last year got me the leg from uh, a Christmas story. So that's funny that you mentioned Red Ryder BB guns. <laughs> Just for you, baby. You're special Thanks. in all of our heart. <laughs> You're special too, Mark. We love you. I try. Okay, guys. This is the Derek Lewis Tribute Edition. <laughs> yes, of course it is. So if we say something wrong or do something wrong, you're, what A is it called? Derek Lewis Stink Bomb. I just got to do number two. <laughs> there you go. I'm just glad. I'm just glad we're so mature that we're invoking that into this episode, just so everyone's clear of how mature we are. From the makers of the My MMA Mouth Guard comes the My MMA Derek Lewis Signature Series Adult Diaper. Have you ever been in a situation that requires you to be at your best professionally and all you can think about is a number two? Well, you are not alone. Cold sweats should never equal firm regrets. And no one knows that better than UFC top heavyweight, Derek Lewis. When you have a bowel attack, you should know that someone has your back. When a great big growler hits and starts to give you fits, you need to be prepared. You've done the work but can't get home, so you have to find a brand new throne. So stop worshiping the porcelain god and embrace the power of mobile evacuation. This is not just your average male adult diaper. This mobile excrement delivery device has been field tested and approved by top excrement service officers worldwide and gets the UFC heavyweight fan favorite Derek Lewis signature of approval for all your mobile fecal needs. Order your My MMA Derek Lewis Signature Series adult diaper today at 1-800-222-2222. That's 1-800-22-2222. To order now, go to www.dereklewis.com forward slash post fight interview forward slash I've got to go number two. Again, that's www.dereklewis.com forward slash post fight interview forward slash I've got to go number two poopy. Send check or money order to P.O. Box number two, Temecula, California 34728. And now another episode of Overrated. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another wonderful, beautifully, incredibly awesome episode of uh, Overrated, Underrated. Uh, This week, this week, we've got a trilogy fight between 
Mark the Shark, David, and Trevor the DJ Owens. This is a trilogy. Who wins? They are one and one. Actually, something like that. I think I won one in there. So Hold on. I don't know if you can pick this up right now, but I'm going to do it. That's me pumping my chest right there. I don't know if you can hear that right there because boom, I'm the man. Well, this particular week, we've got questions designated to trilogies and Derek Lewis's butt. Actually, not his butt, but just Derek <laughs> Lewis in general. So, are you guys ready? I'm just going to choose who goes first. We're going to bust through these. Think hard, guys. These are not easy questions. You got to think. Round one. Trevor's going first. True or false? Antonio Rodrigo Noguera versus Heath Herring. All three of their fights were held in pride. True or false? I'll say false. Maybe one was in affliction. That is correct. That is a false. Well done, sir. However, their third fight was in the UFC, but you get that one right because you did say false. So well done, Mark, David. Thank you. Round number one question for you. Fedor Emelianenko, Fedor, as in Piedor Jan, Fedor Emelianenko versus Antonio <laughs> Rodrigo Noguera. Reato. Only two of their fights were held in pride, and the third one was in a different organization. True or false? True. Mm, that is incorrect. It is a false. All three of their fights were held in pride with Fedor dominating all three rounds. You, I would like to change my answer at this time to false. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Mark, That's a good strategy. You did not do good in this round. Try again in round two. You're going first. Here we go. Another trilogy question. Round two. Here we go. Forrest Griffin versus Tito Ortiz. Who won the series? Oh, this is a throwback question. Who won the series two to one? Gosh, how easy. (laughs) (laughs) Mark is going first. Mark, Forrest Griffin, Tito Ortiz, who won the series? Two to one. It's it's one or the other. Uh, Forrest. That is a correct answer. Forrest, in fact, beat Tito two times to one. Well done, sir. Well done. Trevor, round number two question for you. You're welcome. Speaking of Tito and Forrest, Tito fought Stefan Bonner, Rashad Evans, Ryan Bader. Who was the other tough contestant he faced? And hint. Rich Franklin once portrayed this particular fighter's wrestling coach in a movie that went straight to nowhere, not even DVD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he fought another tough contestant. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This was season three. Mm, I know he fought a coach. (laughs) I know he fought a coach. I know that's what I was trying to think. Different. Matt. Oh, gosh, what's his name? It was the kid who couldn't hear, I think, right? Wasn't that him? I'll give it to you because that is a correct is it the kid? Correct answer, Trevor. Well done, sir. Well done. Yes, in fact, uh, Matt Hamill was what on Tito or T. Matt Hamill. Matt, Matt Hamill. Hamill. Wow. Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill was on Tito Ortiz's team, which is, in, which is incredible. Round three. Trevor, this one goes to you first. George St. Pierre versus Matt Hughes had a trilogy. Of the three fights, two were finishes via armbar and one via head kick. Give me the order in which it happened. Okay, so Matt Hughes um, won the first one. Uh, George St. Pierre won the next two. The last one was a head kick. The uh, first one was an armbar. And whatever the second one was, was the other one that was left over. Oh. <sighs> That is almost correct, Trevor. Almost correct. <laughs> I I don't know. I think he's. I you know. I don't want to be that guy. Was, but. Was I, but I was right though, right? Besides forgetting whatever you said, the second Matt finish Hughes was. Hughes won via armbar the first fight. The leg kick knockout mm-hmm. was the second fight, and then serendipitously, 
he armbarred Matt Hughes in their third fight. Oh, that's right. After he hit him in the no-no spot or kicked him in the mm. no-no spot. Mark and I, you, you and I were at the head kick one. Yes. Yes, we were. Mark, here we go. Gilbert Melendez <laughs> yes. versus Josh Thompson. Gil won two out of the three. True or false? False. Mm, that is incorrect. Gil has two wins over Josh. What? Thompson under the strike force banner. It was a beautiful thing. Round four. Mark, in the intro of our podcast, we hear Derek saying he has to go number two. Who did he defeat yeah. before he made this infamous statement? Was it A, Travis Brown, B, Junior Dos Santos, or C, Mark Hunt? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is so hard. Is it? It is. I can't. I, oh, man. Hmm. When he made that one. Wait, what were they again? Hit me again. Hit me again. Hit a, me again. Travis Brown, B, Junior Dos Santos, or C, Mark Hunt? It wasn't. A. I'm going with A. I'm just going to run with A. Well, if you chose A, then you chose the correct answer because it was, in fact, okay. Travis Brown. Here we go. Here we go. Trevor, 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 Trevor. I, felt, I actually felt like I was going to be wrong on that one. I just, I think I overthought it. I was overthinking it. I, so Trevor's shaming me so much right now. God, he's such a dad. Trevor, at what event did Derek say this? Was it A, UFC Fight Night Auckland in New Zealand, B, UFC Fight Night in Halifax, or C, UFC 229, Daniel Cormier versus Alexander Gustafson? It was a pay-per-view, so Gustafson and DC. That is incorrect. In fact, it was in uh, Halifax, Virginia. UFC Fight Night is when he said that, when Brian Stan was interviewing and no one booed no one said anything because they didn't know how to take him when he was talking <laughs> <laughs> it's an awkward moment forever everybody got confused and started booing him that's Mar- because halifax sounds like a foreign country so they're all confused mm. up there well technically it is a foreign country tipton georgia tipton georgia oh boy the source mark Telling us the, some facts, Trevor. That was snooty. You get a you get a stink bomb from Derek. I just got to do number two. Derek Lewis stink bomb on you for being catty. That's your reason. Here we go. Trevor got catty. Round five. Trevor Derek Lewis <laughs> received a full scholarship to Kilgore College for which sport? A curling, B track and field, more specifically the shot putt. Or C, football. Uh, Derek Lewis did shock put or whatever. Shock put. <laughs> That's what I was. I would have guessed that one. Uh, incorrect. He got a full put. scholarship for football. Football is what he. That seems so obvious. That was a hard. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked that because it just seemed too obvious. I thought some of you, one of you guys would have picked curling. Play it, Wes. I thought one of you would have picked curling. <laughs> that. Here we go, Mark. It actually would have been really funny if it was curling. Derek Lewis was first a boxer before turning to MMA. What famous heavyweight boxer was his trainer? Was it A, George Foreman, B, Spider Rico, or C, Riddick Bowe? Riddick Bowe. If you chose C, then you are incorrect. The answer is George Foreman. wrong. George Foreman. That's wrong. (laughs) I think it's pretty cool that Derek Lewis was being trained by George Foreman. That's pretty cool when he was a teenager. Listen, I want to tell you, I have absolutely no clue what the answer was, but you're definitely That's wrong. That's fine. Round six. Mark, here we go. True or false. Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard with Edgar winning the series two to one. True or false. What a softball pitch. What a softball pitch this is. 
This is a Bill Jarrett softball pitch from the 90s girls softball team in Allegheny. Mm. True. Uh, Mark, it is false. False. They are actually tied. They have one win over each other and a draw. So one... one uh, I don't. I don't remember. I, I honestly could well, not. It's tell only you. one of the greatest oh. trilogies in MMA history. Get to know your sport better. You said that. Please, <laughs> please view it on Fight Pass or YouTube or anywhere because there's just so much footage of all three fights. Here we go, Trevor. 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 Vanderlei Silva versus Quentin Jackson is a rivalry that spanned over 15 years. True or false? Their first oh. fight in 2001 was held in Pride. And their last fight was 2014 before both fighters were signed to Bellator. That's very specific. The first one was definitely in Pride. And the last one Agreed. was in was it in Bellator or UFC? I think it was in Bellator. So you're saying that that's a false statement? I know that's like the dates and in the promotion and like there's a lot there's a lot of nuances here. I'm I'm actually kind of like, I feel like, I feel like that me and Trevor are on the same team right now fighting against Wes. <laughs> I would say that was false then based on that logic. Oh, that's a correct answer. Great, great answer. Because in fact, it is false. Their last fight was well in done, Trevor. 2018 and they, and they both fought in pride for the first time in 2003. Last round, gentlemen, Final round. are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I've been born ready. I've lived ready, died ready and born ready. Let's do Trevor. This. Here we go. Derek Lewis was signed to Bellator before fighting in the UFC. What future fighter was he scheduled to face before this fighters uh, before this fighter had to pull out due to injury? Was it A, Tiago Santos? B, the then Bellator heavyweight champ Alexander Volkov? Or C, Josh Barnett? I'm going to guess Josh Barnett, and he probably got busted for steroids again. I was going to go with that too. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, Josh if you chose Barnett, Josh Barnett, that is an incorrect answer. It's actually Tiago Santos. Come on. Tiago Santos is who Derek was scheduled to fight in Bellator. Uh, but he didn't fight him. This used to this used to be fun in podcast 20. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, Mark. You get the last one. Yes, hit me. Even if you get it right, you're still going to lose. So here we go. Cormier. <laughs> Cormier. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was an alternate in the Strike Force Grand Prix back in 2011. He stepped into the semis when Overeem had contract dispute with Strike Force. Oh, no. Who did he beat in his semifinals match of the Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix? Was it A, Bigfoot Silva, B, Josh Barnett, or C, Fabricio We're Dumb? I, gosh, it was Josh Barnett, right? Yes, Josh Barnett. Once again, that is an incorrect answer. He beat Bigfoot Silva in the semis of the Heavyweight Grand Prix and then went on to beat Josh Barnett in the finals to then uh, get signed to the UFC, and ultimately, the rest is history, as they say. Is history, as they say, as they say. Trevor Owens, you are the winner of this week's Sweet. Overrated, underrated, which also makes you the winner of the trilogy. So well done, sir. Man, awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm glad I won without winning as many rounds. That's awesome. Thank you. Must have been a three, three knockdown roll earlier in the fight. Awesome. Sorry, Mark. Well, you know, the cool thing about this uh, that you win is is that the next time that 
that uh, you lose, you won't have anything to gripe about and say, yeah, you can win everywhere. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad the judges uh, heard my legitimate non whining, emasculating complaints last week on the podcast. (laughs) And now another conversation with the sitcom Dad, Derek stole my card and won't give it back. Derek, what happened? Tell me the truth. Well, we we were playing cards, and when Trevor got up to get a drink, I I took his two of clubs so I could win. Derek, you know I love you. And you know Trevor loves you too. But taking a number two to win is wrong. We all have times when we feel the need to take a number two. Sometimes the need to take a number two feels like something you can't control. You want to take a number two so bad that you're willing to do almost anything to take a number two. Believe me, son, I have had such a strong desire to take a number two that it has caused me to sweat and physically ache. When the time is right and appropriate, <laughs> taking that number two will feel like the best thing you've ever done. Even if... <laughs> Just a few moments after. So the next time you feel like you need to take a number two, can you hold it until it's right for everyone? Yes, Dad. I I will. I love you. I love you too, son. (laughs) Okay, guys. So this is a little bit in the news and a little bit uh, thought-provoking for you guys, but Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. have pushed their upcoming highly anticipated fight to November 28th, which is Thanksgiving weekend. Mike Tyson has called this fight in a recent interview the biggest comeback in boxing history. He went on to say, and this is a quote here, Roy Jones Jr. better be ready. I'm coming full force. Okay. So regardless of the hype and speculation, my question for you guys tonight is, what does this fight mean for boxing? Does this fight mark a comeback for the sport to start and to regain some sort of mainstream popularity? What is next after the dust settles? I want you guys to think about what happens after this fight. Is this going to be something that is a positive for the sport of boxing? Um, and what's next? Wes, what do you I got? don't know that it's the, the biggest comeback of all time, but I do know that it's interesting. I know that we want to watch it. I know that we all have very particular feelings about Roy Jones Jr. We have very particular feelings about Mike Tyson. We're instantly engaged in that conversation. As we've talked about on this podcast many times, Mike Tyson has come up in at least five of our podcasts. So of course, we're we're all in. I don't know that... Yeah, I saw that they're creating a belt for this particular fight. That's a little bit ridiculous. Like, Let it just be what it is. It's just a fun fight for the fans. It's eight rounds. It's it's something that we all want to watch. We're all going to pay attention to it. But as far as like the greatest comebacks of all time, I mean, I can't say that. I would say his 1995 comeback was better than this one. This one's just more of like fun, you know, when he came out out of out of jail and and fought again. I mean, I think um, that's probably a better comeback in my opinion. But I don't know. I think probably George Foreman coming back is probably one of the greatest. Probably one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Just because he won a championship, he knocked out Michael Moore in '96 when no one expected him to do anything. He got beat for ten rounds or nine rounds or whatever it was, and then slipped that nice little sneaky, sneaky right hand and knocked him out. It was beautiful. It's one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Sugar Ray Robinson's another one. But then, then you have Muhammad Ali. 
uh, coming back after you know taking a three or four year hiatus due to the Vietnam War, came back and won a championship, became a legend. He was already popular, but then he became a legend. But greatest comebacks, definitely not. Are we interested? 100%. Trevor? I'm just thinking when uh, Rocky Balboa took on Dixon in yes. uh, Rocky Six. <laughs> now, that was a great comeback because no one thought that Rocky could go the distance. And he, Forgot about that. And he did, and it was a very controversial ending. Uh, to answer Mark's question in all seriousness, I do think it could uh, put a boost back into boxing depending on how the fight goes. If it's kind of a circus and everybody looks slow and... You know, it it could turn into one of those Bellator or, or a Strike Force or Elite XC deals where we see two people that we used to admire that look just a step slow and a little bit off. That could absolutely happen. But if both guys come in in shape, um, they're definitely older. But if they put on a show, maybe we'll see some super fights between a couple of the uh, uh, old timers, so to say, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with this thing. But if it goes the right way, it could certainly put a little boost back into boxing. Well, what I would say to that, to Trevor, because I actually didn't answer that part of your question, I don't think this does a boost for boxing. I think it's just it's just a, a pay-per-view grab. I don't think that it needs... Boxing mm. doesn't need Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. When you have s- such a really compelling heavyweight division right now that everybody wants to see. You've got, you know, you've got Monroe that's coming up. I think he's fighting Canelo in, in September or some sometime. That's a really compelling fight. There's a there's a ton of big matchups that are getting a million million pay per views. So I don't- listen, don't misunderstand. I don't think boxing's in a lull. I don't think that. So that's a very good point. And 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 you're right. I think we, there's a lot of exciting fights coming. But why not? Why can't this take it even higher? Sure. And then yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, but you you say that, but look at the last pay per view that was supposed to be the pay per view of all pay per views. It didn't sell a million buys. You know what I mean? Talking about Wilder and Fury? Correct. Well, just just to be fair, I think that uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., in light of the fact that uh, this is the Derek Lewis Tribute Edition, um, I'm going to give this fight uh, serendipitously, if you will, <laughs> a Derek Lewis stink bomb. I just got to do number two. <laughs> there you go. Mark, why are you using a Derek Lewis stink bomb? What would make you think that that's necessary? And why, why would you call it a stink bomb in regards to Derek Lewis? I, I would like to know. I think you, no, I think you nailed it. You, you said it perfectly. Uh, this is not by any stretch the greatest comeback in boxing history. Um, I think we all want to see it. I absolutely want to see it. I think it'll be fun and entertaining. And I love the fact they pushed it to, uh, to Thanksgiving so that um, It'll be something I can do on a Saturday night mm-hmm. on a on a holiday weekend. But the reality is, is come on, this is not something that's that's going to change the world. And so you get uh, stink bombed. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> one stink bomb for you. Hey, and by the way, the other reason is is because I am allowed to do it. Hey, look, there's a lot of people out there that think Mike Tyson can beat Deontay Water at 54. So you know, hopefully that'll happen, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how he shows and up. All those guys are wrong. You guys are such haters. Oh, phenomenally wrong. Stink bombs. I just got to do number two. <laughs> <laughs> We're in our 40s talking about stink bombs. I know, right. <laughs> we know that you love hip hop and also Derek Lewis's post fight interviews about going to the bathroom. Well, guess what? If you love hip hop and Derek Lewis, well, now here's a new compilation CD just for you. I go whenever I say I'll go. If I didn't, then why 
would I say I'd go? After fights, interviews, every day I'd go. Uh-oh, I think I might have to go. Uh-oh, it looks like Derek Lewis might have to go. But hopefully he'll make it to the bathroom after his post-fight interview. To that we say congratulations. Now it always seems I'm constipated. Work so hard, I'm so frustrated. I need to get my boss cremated. Just hold I need a gas station. I am for real. If I don't find one, I'm going to cry. Always happens every single time. I need a gas station. How many times have we needed to get to a gas station, but we weren't even close? Like, where's the next sheets? I don't know, but I've got to go. All I'm saying is poopy, 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 can't you see? Poopy, 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 can't you see? Sometimes my drawers get full of debris. And when I get punched, I need to go. And during the post, I have... That's right. And just like Derek Lewis, we've all gotta go poopy. I gotta go poopy, Derek Lewis. 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 To order this hip-hop CD collection that honors Derek Lewis's bathroom moments and or his bowel movements, call 1-800-222-2222. Alright boys, we had a fight night that was up the, this past weekend. Speaking of Derek Lewis and his post-fight, we'll get to it in just a second. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time here. Chris Weidman, Trevor, had a win. He alluded to the fact that he's you know, letting all the 185-pounders know that he's back and all, all of those things. Do you believe him? Uh, do you think that he's ready for a top five? Like, what did you think about his fight? What did you think about what did you think about what he said? I I am honestly impressed that he made it through three rounds and and got a decision. So kudos to him for that because I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought his career was over. Um, not a top tier opponent. Um, a good opponent, but not a top tier opponent. So, no, he's not ready for a top. That that weight class is loaded. I mean, all the weight classes are pretty much loaded. The UFC has a lot of good things happening right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Weidman, if he wants to fight, he needs, he needs to be smart. Um, like we said in the last podcast, he just has too many KOs and TKOs. And at this point, is it really worth it? Like, he beat Anderson Silva twice, and he legitimately beat him twice and he can hang his hat on that and walk away in the sunset and and say that he's had a, st- a stellar career and he did i mean mark do you do you i mean here we've got already the talks of luke rockhold coming back right they're already kind of creating conversations you know a rematch between the two what are your thoughts i mean you, do you want to see these two guys come back and and fight each other and then one progresses, one <laughs> retires, or would you, what would you like to see? You know, if Luke Rockhold's coming back to 185. I mean, from a fan's perspective, from a fan's perspective, yeah, I, I want to see the fights as long as it's, uh, you know, we, we talked about this last week, Chris Weidman, uh, you know, how many times are you going to get knocked out before something changes, um, something shifts? And we, we've seen this. If, if you've been uh, a fan of the sport for years, I mean, I think the thing that rings true to me is just, it's just watching the decline of Chuck Liddell mm-hmm. and uh, someone who's an absolute superstar and to watch him get hurt so bad. And, and, you know, once, once that jaw shifts and once you get knocked out, we know you're, we know you're a, you battle, you're a champion, you are a fighter, but I just don't want to see it anymore. And I think that Chris Weidman, 
uh, I don't want to take anything away from him because, hey, look, there's there's something to be said about a guy like him um, that's aged in his career that comes back and does something that we've never seen before. That's the glory story, right? That's the story that everybody wants to see. So I don't want to take that away from him. Um, I, I don't think that he showed up in this fight in such a spectacular way that we could all go, wow, this guy is going to be, uh, you know, he's he, he has the comeback story. but. At the end of the day, if I was him, I would be like, don't tell me what I can't do. I'll right. be the champion that I want to be. So there's something exciting You're about that. You're a libertarian, that. so and, that makes sense. Uh, I, remember, I remember years ago when, when Chris Weidman fought Anderson Silva, and Wes, you were the one that said, he's the guy. I'm telling you, this guy, he's the one, that, he's the one that's going to pick him apart and clean his clock. And and there was so many reasons why people thought that, that wasn't true. And you you called it out and you said, boom, he's going to do it. And he did. And I think he did it definitively. And I think he did it because for all the reasons that you said he was going to do it. So, you know, hey, give the guy a shot. Um, you know, he won this fight. Good on him. Um, give him another one. Let him let him stretch it out and find out where he feels he's at in the division. And uh do I think, I mean, if I was going to take a wild guess, do I think that he's going to climb his way to the top and, and uh, clean out the division? Heck no, I don't think that. But isn't that the beauty of this sport? Is that every time I say no, some guy comes along and says yes. And he proves it with his fists and with his heart. And so I say let Weidman, let, 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 let him run it out. Do it, man. Uh, I, I support him 100. You got, you got. He wasn't even ranked at middleweight at the time of this fight, and I think, um, right. I would love to see if Luke's decide. I mean, I, I would. I can't think of two fighters that were on the top of their game that has deteriorated so quickly. Like Luke Rockhold and Chris Weidman seem to be on the top of their game, and it just seemed out of nowhere. Both of them were getting KO'd badly, and it just was. It's kind of a bummer because they're yeah. both so marketable. Such good. Well, one of them's a good dude, um, and then, but I mean, it, I. I I don't, I don't really want to see them fight each other. What I'd like to see is them fight some low-ranked guys, get their confidence back if we're going to keep going. There's a guy named uh, Darren Stewart who fight, who I'm like, if there was ever a guy that looked like uh, Tyron Woodley, it would be uh, Darren Stewart. But just pay attention to that guy. He had a great, great submission win that uh, really stuck out to me over the night. But the, uh, the main event, uh, Alexi Olenek versus Derek Lewis. Yeah. How, how sure were you, Mark, that Derek was going to tap in the first round when his face was being squeezed off. <laughs> did you think he was going to tap? I did not. Oh, I didn't. you didn't. I, I, I had supreme confidence in him uh, throughout, uh, throughout the fight. Um, Look, Alexi has, I think, like, I don't know, 60 plus fights. And I think, I think 50 plus wins he's won by submission. I mean, the guys like Sambo, I mean, he's just a cra- crazy, crazy submission guy. I just thought for sure that uh Derek was I, I was like please don't tap please don't tap please don't tap and then he didn't it was fantastic go ahead i'm sorry it's it's pretty amazing if you look back at the Derek Lewis career how it's like he looks like the guy that should never win and then he pops up and wins and he's like told you now nah, we're just going to win how are you going to win because yeah. i'm going to win yeah and he's he's always done that so you know looking at his history uh it's just really hard to count that guy out. And, and he does not have the stereotypical way. We talk about this a lot about fighters that, that find a way to win. Um, his finding a way to win looks different than a lot of other fighters. And I know that Trevor said this last week, and I think it's, I think it's a great point. His cardio is always suspect. 
it's suspect because um, it feels like it should be suspect. But the reality is, is that how many times has it really been a problem? Um, it's almost like it's a game that he plays, like it's a character he's playing to to to, to people. Like like he almost treats the his entire career like he doesn't care that much. Right. And there's something about that that we love. And I think that that's not exactly true. I think that he is he is uh, he's elastic. When I think about like I was trying to think of the word to describe him, that was the word I was thinking of. He's elastic. Always figures out a way. Um, you're not going to beat him. You're not going to beat him down. You're not going to break his spirit. You're not going to get in his head uh, from a PR perspective. You're not going to just like get him angry and and he's going to change his game. He's just going to fight the fight that he fights. And I think that what we love so much about Derek Lewis is that we can all feel how much he loves what he's doing. He just really loves this stuff. Trevor, who do you think? Who do you want to see Derek go up against now? I mean, it's a win, albeit not well, against the top, a top heavyweight, but it is it is a win. And he he did come. What seemed to be uh, when he lost the first round, he came back and went got after Alexi really really well and ultimately got the finish. So who would you like to see him up against? Uh, well, if Junior Dos Santos wins, I would like to see that rematch because he lost to him by TKO not too long ago, 2019. It'd be a great fight. So yeah, I think that would be a great rematch. I just don't think he's ready for Curtis Blades or Francis. Um, you know, I kind of want one more under his belt. So maybe even the winner of that. But, you know, Alistair Overeem still kind of hovering around that uh, ranking too. So. If he didn't get, if Junior Dos Santos doesn't win, I would probably say Alistair Overeem just to see if Alistair's still in the mix because he did have a win over Walteris. You know what I mean? So, well, doesn't Derek have a win over Ngannou, albeit a boring one? But I think he has a win over Ngannou. I do believe you are correct, sir. Probably the most important thing that happened the, this weekend in the UFC was not Derek Lewis's win, but it was in fact, it was in fact his post fight. <laughs> Let's just, and let me say this too. Paul Felder is excellent. That dude is such a great interviewer. I love him as a commentator. uh, And I loved his response to Derek Lewis when he basically said, while the cameras were rolling, Paul starts talking to him. Derek Lewis says, is looking to the side as if he's looking to somebody and says, I got to take a, you know, he's got to go to the bathroom. Of course, Paul laughs and Derek plays it off. Like he didn't know the cameras were rolling. Thoughts, guys. You know, thoughts um, on how important this post-fight interview was for the sport of MMA. I love it. I love, again, Derek Lewis. I mean, it's something, he's something special. He is something special. There's a magic about the way that he makes you feel comfortable, like you know him, like you want to hang out with him, like like you would be friends. I think that's probably the way that he acts like in his normal life, and he he's just He's just a he's a special character in in what we don't get enough or what we maybe don't appreciate enough in mixed martial arts, especially in this in this world, is the character. Well, how many post fight how many post fight interviews has he said something about going to the bathroom? We're like on three or four now. Right. Oh yeah, it's right. Totally. Like I think I again, I think it's just like he just doesn't care. He doesn't care or, or he enjoys the the humor of it and and, and there's also this really, really cool thing about him just being himself. I just, I love everything. I love everything about, about him. He, he's, he's, he's a great character in the sport right now. I think that he knows exactly what he's doing. He got a good reaction the first time he said it. And he absolutely 
is playing to his strengths and that's humor, you know, and he's, a, and he, and he grinded out a win, you know, give him credit for that. You know, he's, 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 uh, he's beating some good dudes and, uh, he's pinning some good fights and, uh, you know, everyone loves him. He obviously is grinding. He's got to grind some other things out as well. <laughs> oh, you been his poop. Right. His poop. But, you know, saying that is the his deucer. shtick. Shtick. That's his Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. We're going to move to UFC 252. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this. We're just going to go down the list here of some fights that I feel like are the most interesting, which are the basically the top four fights of the pay-per-view. You, you know, you got Dotson against Marib. A lot of people don't know who Delef Shavili is, how you say his last name. It's a little weird. But he's a fighter that fights out of uh, Matt Sarah's camp, you know, Chris Weibman, that camp. He's a really tough guy. He's ranked number 15th against John Dotson, who's number 12. This is a Bantamweight fight. Again, jo- Dotson is fighting at Bantamweight, not at Flyweight any longer. That one's a pretty, that one's just pay attention. It's going to be a fun fight. Both fighters are very exciting. We've got Rosenstruck versus Dos Santos. These, this is a really intriguing fight. Uh, just real quick, don't, it is. don't need to jump into too much explanation here, but Trevor, who wins and how? I'm going to pick Rosenstruck. I think uh, Dos Santos is going to lose his, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be because I've been, I've been off here. I think uh, Dos Santos has lost two in a row. I think this is going to be number three in a mm, row. Mark, you sure it's not number two? <laughs> hey, um, I'm with Trevor hey, on this one. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Too. See what you did there. <laughs> hey, Mark, Mark, what do you got? Um, no, <laughs> I'm with Trevor on this one. I think uh, I think Junior's time is done, and I think uh, Rosenstruck uh, has got his number for sure. I think if I'm going to mm-hmm. pick this, I'm going to go. Uh, it's I'm actually going to go uh, uh, TKO. Uh, Rosenstruck, uh, probably second or third, uh, late second, uh, third I round. I agree. Guys, guys, hold on. Do you want me to do my ACDC impression of that? Yes. Rosenstruck! Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 Rosenstruck! Rosenstruck! I love it. All right. Maybe we should have a contest on the Facebook of who can do the best ACDC Rosenstruck, you know? Why would we have that contest when you we know that yeah. you're going to be the magical winner? Yeah. You're so good at it. That's true. It's, yeah, it's accurate. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Mark. all of us would, would always be just number two compared to you. So <laughs> I see what you did there again. That's great. Oh, oh. In honor of Derek Lewis. <laughs> Derek Lewis. Guys, uh, the co main event. <laughs> the co main event features. A one, Mr. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Marlon. I think that I think they need to be careful with that. The odds, fans, all of them, all of them are not Uh-oh. paying attention to Mr. Marlon Vera. And the dude, the dude has a lot more to fight for than Mr. Sean. When you watch the guy talk about his family, talk about his life, there, there's definitely a much more underlying reason why he's fighting versus Sean. I'm I'm good, and I. Like I win. That being said, Mark, who wins this fight? How? Sean O'Malley wins this fight by TKO, mm. third round. Mm. Um, that's where I'm at with it. I think that, you know, as much as I would, you know, I, I love to play underdog. I love it. Uh Sean O'Malley, I mean, I know he's got all the hype behind him. His hype, I think, is deserved. This guy's got angles. Um, he's fast, he is creative with his striking, and he hasn't even gotten started yet. I think this guy is going to evolve even more so as a fighter over the next three to five years. This, to me, mm-hmm. is a stepping stone fight. I do hate the fact that they pushed this to a co-main event. 
I wish that they could, uh, that they, they would have did a little humbling of Sean O'Malley a little bit. Um, but on the flip no, side, look, look, they've got, they've got a star in Sean O'Malley. I know, and, but and you know, they didn't have to make him the co-main. You got such a high profile pay-per-view. It makes sense for them to, it does. It does. There's a lot of things that make sense, but I'm just saying from, uh, you know, we, and you, you even brought this up, I think last week, just, you know, pump the brakes on Sean a little bit and let him marinate. But Hey, I don't think he's going to lose this fight. Trevor, who wins? Gosh, man, this is tough because Vera had such, I don't know if you guys remember, but he had the fight of the night against Song Yedong, however you say that. (laughs) And uh, that was a great fight. So uh, you're right. Marlon Vera is no easy out for... uh, Absolutely agree. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm picking uh, Vera. I'm picking Vera. I think he's going to beat him. Oh, wow. Okay, good. I'm I'm off the O'Malley train. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick because I can't, I don't, I don't know who wins. I, I can make a case for both. Oh, that's not fair. This is like when, this is like when the announcer on ESPN, I can't even think of his name. He can't pick because he's announcing the fights. You don't, you're not announcing well, the fights. Who's going to win? No, Wes? Let's I, look, go. if I ever have to interview these guys, once, once our podcast Come on. gains another million viewers, I can't be. <laughs> I can't be biased. I've got to, I've got to be able to just, well, that's true. You know what I mean? That's a great, actually, point. actually I'm calling, Weak. I'm calling a, uh, a Marlon Vera, uh, unanimous decision. I think, I think, I think mm. Vera, I think, uh, Sean has not. That's a, that's actually, that's a very interesting pick. And I think, yeah, that, that you, you might actually pull the, the stone cold winner out of that. That's a very, interesting. I want, pick. I want Sean O'Malley to win. Is this going to be fight of the night? No, no. Okay. I don't think so either. Not unless Sean O'Malley absolutely destroys him in in like a clinical way. Um, then it I think be. the fight of the night is going to be our main event. Ooh, Tra- here we go. It's a time. It's time. It is time. It's time. This is the trilogy of all trilogies. John Jones versus Daniel Cormier is not a rivalry because Jones has two wins over Daniel. However, Stipe's got a KO over mm-hmm. Daniel. Daniel's got a KO over Stipe. They're one and one going into this fight. Right. This is Daniel's last fight. He's putting all of his chips in this. And I think this is such an incredible, incredible trilogy that will, in the history books, be one of the greatest. So, absolutely. Trevor, who's your pick? Three rounds to two, Daniel Cormier. He does it smart. He wins the first two rounds. He doesn't get knocked out or submitted in the next two rounds, and he does enough in the fifth round and grinds out a win. He is the UFC champion come Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on how long it takes. Mark, I got Stipe by knockout, baby. I think he's gonna. I think he's going to uh, absolutely win this fight. I, I don't think that Daniel's gonna come into this with the right amount of cardio, the right amount of preparation. I just think that Stipe is is way is gonna be coming in way more prepared. I think that in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. I mean, they're both older, uh, you know, more advanced in their career. But you know, I'll just I'll just leave it there. Stipe by uh, by knockout. I think I, I don't think it's gonna go past the third round. The only preparation is the preparation H of your fight pick that you're pulling out of your rear end. There's no way Stipe wins this fight. There's no way. Well done, uh, sir. Well that, done. Thank does you. That, does thank that deserve you. a stink bomb because you're pulling it out of your butt? Yes. <laughs> yes. Stink bomb to Mark Allen David. Stink bomb. Yes, Derek Lewis stink bomb. This is what I love about the sport of MMA. When you watch the, the countdown that ESPN puts out, when you watch some of the embeddeds, when you watch what these guys are doing, Stipe, looks incredibly focused. He, he just looks like he's dialed in. He's dialed in physically. He's, he's got his family. There's, there's just something, there's a calmness about him. There's something about him. And then you look at Daniel Cormier. 
He doesn't have the back issues anymore. He doesn't have the wrestling team that he coaches. That's that distraction's gone. You have very two very incredibly focused fighters who I would even say Daniel's not even looking past this. In other words, he's not looking, hey, this is my last fight. This is my retirement fight. I truly think he's just living in the moment. And when you hear both of these fighters talk, there's a reason why it's such a compelling rivalry. There's a reason why we love both fighters. There's a reason why they both represent the sport so well. There's a reason why right. we want both of them to win. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, only- We do. That's a great way to say it. We want them both to win. Unfortunately, only one can win. If, if you were to ask me who I think is going to win, I actually think Daniel is a better mixed martial artist than Stipe. So on paper, I would say- I would agree with that. I would say Daniel probably wins this fight. Will I be surprised if Stipe does what you do, like what you said, Mark, gets a stoppage? Probably not. Uh, Trevor, am I surprised if Daniel Cormier wins a three to two decision? Probably not. All I know is I'm so proud to be a fan of the sport of MMA because of fighters like Stipe mm. Miocic and Daniel Cormier who are fathers, husbands, work incredibly hard. I mean, these guys are incredible. Let's go back to Derek Luce for a second. Here's a guy, this is why we love this sport. Here's a guy during the floods in Houston, rescued over 100 people with his truck and his boat and all the things that he had. These guys are such incredible people. And we miss these beautiful moments with fighters like this. And I think I think we've got a really incredible, fun, but very important UFC coming up this weekend. I look forward to it. I look forward to hanging out with you guys watching. And- I think it's it's important to note that we could all be right. And that's when you really hit that sweet spot in mixed Touché. martial arts. When you, you come across two fighters that you can say, you know what? It doesn't matter what your guess is. We, we, we have our opinions. We have our thoughts. But man, these guys are such top level fighters and are such a great match that that we could all be right. And no matter what happens, I think we're all going to be happy. As always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement. So please give us your thoughts. And specifically, if you have any topic ideas you would like to hear, please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page. And also, please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or your platform of choice. It helps people find us and honestly makes us feel good about ourselves too. Especially Wes, as we've brought up before, and apparently Trevor, who has a little bit of a fragile ego this week. We'll be back next week with more fun and banter. (laughs) We look forward to seeing you then. Love you all, my MMA podcast nation. Have a great week out there and stay healthy. Make sure you find a good bathroom after your Daniel Cormier wins the heavyweight goat of all time <laughs> well actually he'd just be the heavyweight goat because it means of all time the oat like an oat means of all time thank you all <laughs>